And welcome back to the Constitutionals Podcast. I'm your host, Chad White. If you didn't know, this is the premier podcast for the website, cpluscomedy.com. Like I just said, it's a website. Go there. Again, this is episode uh, 167. That's the wrong tab. I need to open. 168. It is episode 168 of the Constitutionals Podcast. 169. It's episode 169 of the Constitutionals Podcast. The show that is the premier podcast for the website. And we are doing this. We are in it. We are in this. I uh, literally just got done with a online therapy session. <laughs> I'm sorry, not online, telecommuting therapy session. And uh, I have nothing ready except for the recording equipment was already out because I used it for the computer. And uh, the computer's very warm, by the way. And I was I sat there for a minute after uh, my therapist ended the call. And I thought... Do I do the show right now? And the answer is yes. I do do it right now. Because I'm tired and I just want to go ahead and do this. News time came out extremely late this week. But it was... Whatever it is. Hey, listen. Let's get on with... First things first. Viacom CBS adds 70 shows to CBS All Access. Will keep price the same and rebrand by early 2021. This comes from Alex Sherman over there at CNBC. Now, the key takeaway is, is to know that Viacom CBS is obviously planning on rebranding CBS All Access, and they've kind of been in the midst of doing so over the past couple of months. They've been adding shows like Avatar and the Legend of Avatar, the Legend of Korra and other Disney, Disney, Nickelodeon property shows. They finally solidified these plans by adding shows like Danny Phantom and other oh, uh, Chappelle show and Reno 911. And uh, for some of these shows, it's the only place you can stream them like Reno 911 for others like Danny Phantom. You can still watch that show on Amazon, I believe. And you can watch it on Hulu as well. Uh, you can watch all of SpongeBob on there every, every season from one to 11 right now. Hard to believe that there's only been 11 seasons, but they did. The show did end for a little bit and then it came back. You know, I felt I sometimes I take naps on the weekend and some I just leave it on, you know, cartoons or a, or a food network. This is how I started watching Guys Grocery Games because I woke up in the middle of Guys Grocery Games and it was it was on. And I thought, you know, what, this is not a bad show. I don't have a problem with Guy Fieri ever since Shane Torres had had his little his had his set on uh, Conan. He had his he was on Conan one time talking about uh, that guy. Anyway, so. Uh, well. I just got a, I, from my leasing agent, I just got a text. He's uh, he's talking to me like we're friends. And it's very odd <laughs> at the new place I'm moving to. And and so so now this with this uh, rebranding, and I'll and I leave it on SpongeBob. And, you know, I'll leave the thing on SpongeBob. I'll wake up sometimes and, and, it's, and SpongeBob's on. Uh, so with this rebranding, they have these, they're, they're, they're bringing in the, all the shows from across the sister networks. So, uh, and uh, they're going to keep everything the same, obviously. I, w- I wonder at what point in 2021, early on, maybe, hopefully, they'll say that CBS All Access is Viacom All Access. I think calling it CBS All Access is fine because you can, if you, the CBS networks are so easy to discern. You know, it's everything that Viacom owns and then plus whatever CBS owns. So it is the VH1s, MTVs, BET, CMT, and uh, Nickelodeon. And then it's also, there's a, oh, back it up, back it up, back it up. <laughs> then there's also, you know, Showtime, CBS, and uh, Pop TV. We'll see how this goes. 
there obviously I, I I think the thing is people think that all of the streaming networks and again I'm going to keep reiterating this until it is dug into your heads <laughs> there's a joke on uh, a CBS show called rules of engagement that you cannot find streaming that I pray wouldn't on streaming at some point and it is uh, it is it is one of those typical uh, uh, older couple, older married couple, a younger couple is about to be married, and then the single guy that sleeps around. It is one of those shows, and you, if you've seen it before, you've seen it before. But Rules of Engagement has it's so funny. It's just so naturally funny because they're all so crappy to each other, but not like Seinfeld crappy, not always sunny crappy. They all care about each other in that sitcom way, but they're all so mean to each other and they they bully each other and you wonder why are they friends? Because you get why the Seinfeld and It's Always Sunny or even why, I guess, uh, what's another sitcom? Uh, uh, Full House or One Day at a Time. You get why those, why those characters can be together, but you don't get why these characters can be together. And uh, anyway, there's one episode called Snoozing for a Bruising where this this nurse thinks that it stars Patrick Warburton and uh, Megan Price, David Spade, Oliver Hudson, and Bianca Kalick. And uh, Megan Price and, uh, Olive, and Oliver Hudson. <laughs> uh, Megan Price and Patrick Warburton are a married couple. And they're in the, they're, they're in the hospital, in this hospital. And this, uh, this nurse is on the other side of this curtain, so she can't see them. And she, the, and Megan Price is like, has a black eye because, because of something happened. And, uh, and, uh, Patrick Warburton goes, you just couldn't leave it alone. <laughs> and the nurse obviously thinks he beat her. It's a funny episode. Check it out. I, the subject matter surrounding it is not funny, but the, the just the jokes about it. Hilarious. <laughs> so funny. Anyway, uh, Viacom, <laughs> Viacom CBS. <laughs> So CBS All Access is uh, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a place where they they have they the distribution deals are gonna be different with Viacom properties, uh, Viacom CBS properties. They're going to allow other streaming services and other networks to air their things, uh, but they, this will just be another place where you can get shows that you can also get on other places. Uh, and and uh, I would say that its most immediate competition is probably Peacock, you know, because people aren't going to compare HBO Max to CBS All Access, even though they do have differing uh, catalogs. Like, people aren't going to compare those things. You know, just look just look at the tiers. Um, CBS All Access and Peacock both have paid advertisement tiers, even though Peacock has a free one. But let's just look at those mid-tiers. They both have those $5, $6 tiers. And then the $10 tier is what you get without the uh, stuff. But then they also have the premium shows, uh, like Brave New World on Peacock and Star Trek shows on um, CBS All Access. So at some point, uh, I, I I do think that they're going to have to step up their game, but they have no plans to uh, license their content. They have everything is everything's kind of written out right now, and um, they don't want to they don't want to bring in other shows that are going to disrupt. Uh, so they'll so they'll send out their Danny Phantoms, their SpongeBob's, and uh, and Chappelle's show. They'll let those live on other platforms, but they'll also have them on their platforms. But they don't plan on bringing in, um, Fra- not Fraser, uh, Seinfeld because they there's no point in spending that money. And apparently, I think I saw somewhere that uh, combined Showtime. Showtime Anytime and CBS All Access have a combined 13.5 million subscribers. I believe that's what I read in a headline, in a passing glance. Hey, let's move on. 
G4 TV is going to return in 2021. This is teased during last week's Comic-Con. This is like the, or yeah, this is Sunday. This is like six days ago or Friday, Saturday, whatever day that was. Uh, G4 TV is one of my favorite networks. And I understand why it went away because uh, E-Network sucks because uh, <laughs> they, they owned it. Um, I understand why it went away because everything, it was in a weird space of uh, G4, G4 Tech TV. Uh, it was originally Tech TV. Uh, it was, it's a network on cable, basic cable that was uh, about, <sighs> it was, I sh- I'm sorry, I just got a text that really upset me. <laughs> about people making plans during a pandemic. I'm trying to eat dinner. Uh, it was it, it was a network about video games and technology in in general. And uh, in its in its later years, in in the early years, it was truly it was like you know the deepest parts of the internet are now. It's you know people guys building computers on television for an hour, and it you didn't understand if you don't understand you understand it, but uh, moving on with uh, moving on down the line, it soon became about video games and tech and trying to be more accessible. And so they had shows like Attack of the Show, uh, which was like their daily variety show, and they interviewed uh, people in the industry. And then they had X Play, which was kind of like a comedy review show, and uh, and I, I really liked that show. They had a show called Cheat when cheat codes were popular. And they talked about uh, they talked about cheat codes for games, and they showed you how they worked. <laughs> Truly, this is like things that worked. Cinema Tech, which was just cutscenes and trailers, and oh my god, just so many great things. And they and then that's how I got into E three. So anyway, it went away uh, because the internet was just huge. You know, it, this it went away in like in like the oh boy, the late twenty tens. I would say I think I was in college when it finally died out. Uh, but yeah, between like 2008 and 2012, it was, it was, it was sad. It was sad just watching it. Cause all they did was air reruns of cops and uh, cheaters. And then they had attack of the show, which was still going. And anyway, uh, but last week, this comes from IGN written by Joe Scribbles, uh, who's a wonderful reviewer. I don't read a lot of reviews, but, uh, when I do read them, sometimes he's writes them. Uh, attack, uh, attack of the show, uh, host. Olivia Munn, uh, who left the show uh, while it was shooting at one point, and she never came back. <laughs> reference turned, <laughs> reference her time in the show as response to the tease, as uh, as did Kevin Pereira, who has been trying to get attack of the show living in some uh, space in the internet. Uh, Adam Sessler, uh, Morgan Webb, both from X Play, talked of, uh, tweeted about it. And uh, but the kicker is that G4 TV itself, the Twitter just came back to life and put up like an error code and said, hello, world. And it had a little video teaser. So uh, hopefully it comes back with this with the same old people like uh, Allison Hayslip and Jessica Chobot and uh, Tiffany Smith, just like a whole bunch of people. I hope that I hope everybody comes back. I do think there is a space for it to live. There's and I put in multiple. Uh, the rumor has been bolstered. This is another article from GameSpot. And then. Uh, it was basically confirmed, essentially that, uh, and I have something on deadline from Deadline uh, that gave me more news. But uh, Disney kind of brought back gaming to uh, to television on Disney XD uh, about two years ago, 
when they tried two or three years ago now when they tried to when they brought in shows like Kevin Pereira from the attack of the show he had an online version of the show called the attack and uh, they brought in a half hour kid friendly version of that because that show was really dirty uh, but it brought in a half hour uh, kid friendly version of that um, they brought in a bunch of people who play video games online to have their own half hour shows and for a while, it was going really well, but apparently the response was poor and they weren't getting a lot of viewers. And uh, now they only just air a show called Parker Plays, uh, this online personality named Parker. Um, he, I guess he plays video games and he's really wacky about it. Uh, I only know that because I watch DuckTales and Amphibia <laughs> and other Disney Channel shows <laughs> and I see the commercials. So... Uh, NBC Universal owned it, and I, I don't know who's bringing it back, but this video has been watched 3.5 million times on the Twitter account. It's been hearted 53.9 million thousand times and 53.9 million, and then uh, 15.1 thousand responses. So, this is huge. People want this, people want something like this to happen, and you know, before Twitch and and and, and video games were big, like within the news and everything. For, uh, for the time being, when they went to Comic-Con and when they went to E3, that was the only way you could get that stuff. That and Game Trailers TV over there on a, a Spike TV or whatever, what is now Paramount. Uh, so that was the only way you could get that kind of, that robust kind of news in a television format on TV. Like it was, I truly, I have no issues with G4 and I hope it comes back. I do think there is a way for it to live. Uh, on Pluto TV, for instance, there's a channel dedicated to it. Pluto TV is a free streaming service where you can just watch um, a bunch of like theme channels, like an MTV theme channel and a, or a, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles theme, theme channel. Uh, but they have a, there's a theme channel from IGN and it's just all of their online stuff. And it's just put in a linear format for watching on Pluto TV there. They can. I always I always thought this. Because I've been reading IGN since I was, uh, you know, since the late 90s. I do think, uh, and it's still, the website is still so slow on my computer. <laughs> this thing has 16 gigabytes of RAM. And yes, it's five years old, but come on. But I do think there's a space for video games on tele, for video game, God, I hate this word, content, for video game coverage and tech coverage on television. There's, a, there's an easy way to do it. and uh, And it's just... And it, and, it, and it requires, it's something that, you know, Letterman didn't do or uh, uh, John um, uh, uh, John Stewart didn't do with The Daily Show. It requires adopting the internet. It, it, James Corden and uh, Jimmy Fallon, Conan, Stephen Colbert, Hassan Minaj, uh, Daisy Samiro, Lily Singh, they, and Sam B, they're all, they're all able to... They were all able to shift gears into an internet-focused thing. Yeah, you're not going to get every Seth Meyers. You're not going to get uh, all the views on television. Not like who's who's watching late-night shows right now on television. Uh, I record. I record them. You know, you watch them later on uh, Hulu, um, uh, or Peacock. <laughs> so, so I think you know the breakouts. The breakouts are what the thing. That's why uh, shows like Carpool Karaoke. That's why they did so well. Uh, that's why that show is doing so well. That's why. Um, Lip sync, lip sync battle. That's why that stuff does so well. Conan's travel things. That's why it, it makes sense. Um, just, just be able to break out those the the shows and everything. Um, 
I'm I'm excited for it to come back. I want to see what happens. Hopefully, it comes back for E3 next year. It comes back for Comic Con next year, and uh, and I don't have to rely on IGN or GameSpot or game trailers or uh, whomever whomever for this stuff because I think G4 did it best. And they and there's there's no no combating that. <laughs> All right, listen, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about Emmys. Emmys, baby. This was Emmy Week. We're going to break right now. And we're back. We're back to the show. Welcome back, episode 169. Is that what we settled on? <laughs> Let me look. I still have to think up. 169, feeling fine. That is the title. <laughs> 169, feeling fine. I'm sorry, guys. I'm not really in the mood for this. Uh, <laughs> I still haven't watched Hamilton. Also, Taylor Swift dropped a new album last week, and uh, it took me a couple of days to listen to it because uh, I was in a horrible mood. Um, Folklore. Great. I think it's a really great album. It's, you know, she shifted, she shifted, um, uh, uh, what's it called? Genres. She, her, she and Drake are so gifted in that they can even like, you know, pick out the producers and be able to, uh, blend into these genres. And yeah, I mean, say what you will about, you know, uh, uh, oh, she writes about her exes, blah, blah, blah. She hasn't done that in a while. Uh, or like, or Drake's like, oh, he adopts people and uses them. Like he, he adopts people and uses them. Or like he adopts these accents and uses them. Fine. Whatever. Uh, I do think that they are two of the most talented people to do that. Same thing for Ariana Grande, even though I don't like her that much. Uh, and uh, I was going to say Lady Gaga, but Joan wasn't, or Joanne, Joan wasn't, um, didn't live up to that type of hype. But, uh, you know, Taylor, you know, her first three albums were country, and then we kind of, we kind of got a mixed bag in, in red and uh, a mixed bag of genres. I don't mean mixed bag of the thing uh, and in terms of quality, but you know, in red and then 1989 was this <clears throat> synth pop eighties music that, that really stood out. And then reputation just became this, like, I can't even, this is, this is crazy. I can't even remember reputation because that was like, that was like kind of her uh, electronic, that went like 1989 was synth, and then Reputation was electronic, and then Lover was like bubblegum pop, and then Folklore is now this indie motif. I really do, I really do like it and respect it, and uh, she is, uh, in my regards, one of the best musicians out there. I don't care what anybody says. Suck it. Hey, let's move on. Uh, now, Congress, uh, I think um, Apple, Google, Amazon and Facebook had sat down, had sat down, they sat down with uh, Congress yesterday or the House in order to discuss antitrust laws. This is a very big thing. Uh, and one of them was that Apple is, uh, one of the problems was uh, why, why Tim Cook went yesterday, Tim Apple went yesterday, was because they, people, Apple charges 30% if you sell subscriptions or if you sell stuff within their app ecosystem, then you they get a 30% cut. I'm really dumbing this down. Uh, but Airbnb and ClassPass, if you if you you know buy things via that, then Apple gets 30% of that. 
and uh, and I think it's it's uh, it's it hurts companies and even as big as ClassPass and uh, and um, Airbnb, it hurts them because they could be getting that full thing, and it's Apple's bought more revenue from its online services uh, business, uh, mostly on the uh, App Store and its Macs, iPads, iPhones. Uh, and they become important tools. Like that's just this is how people, you know. And and let's think of like even smaller, smaller um, scale things. You know, uh, with here's a quote from the from the article. Now this, and the article is titled, "Their business went virtual, then Apple wanted to cut." Written by Jack Nikus and David McCabe. I guarantee I pronounced both of those names right. With Jim shut down, ClassPass dropped its typical commission on virtual classes, passing along 100% of sales to Jim's, the person close to the company said. That meant Apple would have taken its cut from hundreds of struggling independent fitness centers, yoga studios, and boxing gyms. And and so this is what, you know, Tim Cook, Tim Apple went up there, Tim Cook, Tim Cook went up there to uh, to fight against saying, like, no, we we support we support our companies we support everything uh the battery on the camera is dying and i have one charging on the wall over here just for this occasion i didn't switch it out and it is and you know the the pandemic really brings to light a lot of these issues uh surrounding what happens uh when when you know uh amazon i think i don't know about amazon but i know google takes a cut but i know it's significantly smaller than 30% they're not going to take you know I think Apple kind of sees these apps as advertisement saying, this is what your company can do. And if you want to have it on the best storefront, then you're going to have to pay us. Uh, And who's to say that that 30% isn't turning to 50. And I think that's what was said during the hearing yesterday. Um, I wonder when day two of the hearing is, I don't know, but uh, there's something to think about. There's something about, I just want to bring it up. Okay. So Emmy nominations, you can go read the Emmy nominations yourself. Uh, there, but there's something I want to point out. This comes from Variety Emmy nominations, uh, 34%. And this is, I did not put, I did not grab an article for this, but I remember this from this morning on CBS All Access, uh, CBS, uh, this morning, <laughs> which is still a great show, <laughs> even though I call it CBS All Access, uh, 34, 30, something like 34% of, uh, the nominees are people of color or, or black, excuse me, rather, um, I don't want this, this is going to sound so, this, a lot of what's going to happen in the next couple of years is going to feel reactionary. And uh, it's, it's, it's Batwoman. It's the, the C, it's the CW Batwoman hiring a black woman to be the, uh, to be the lead after Ruby Rose quits. Um, It's, uh, it's it's people supporting black lives matter no uh you know after after having it thrown in their face because uh because a bunch of people were getting oh my god what's going on sorry i'm sorry something just happened with the mic and i i can hear myself like over like six times uh it's going to be it's going to be black lives matter uh, being thrown in your face because of a bunch of uh, of civil upheaval of uh uh of you know, police shootings and abuses and everything coming out into the news. Uh, I don't, man, I just feel like my, my issue is if Insecure was going to be nominated for an Emmy, which it is this year, it should have been nominated like three years ago when it was really, really good. Like it's still good, but I'm saying like when, 
what was it? It was going up against Veep and Blackish. Like they like that. Anyways, all I have to say is that there's a lot of people of color that are nominated. Um, and there's a lot of great comedy series that are still nominated. Um, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, for some reason, is uh, is still up here, even though it's probably the whitest out of all of these shows. It's even wider than Shit's Creek, and uh, and uh, <laughs> that show's pretty white. It takes place in Canada, but I'm very excited to see Watchmen and. And everything else when uh, I hope Billy Porter wins for lead actor because it'd be great to see him up there with that hat. <laughs> see him up there with that hat. Uh, Sandra O oh and Killing Eve Zendaya is nominated. Anthony Anderson has always been nominated, uh, as has Tracy Ellis Ross, uh, always nominated. Um, so, yeah, I just don't I feel like that this is a we're at a point where people are just doing this uh, because they can. You know, just like because it's part of the news, you know, cycle right now. What happens? What happens in five years? Um, you know, hopefully when there's parity among everybody. When when race when people are being cast as Iron Man and they're not uh, a mediocre actor, a mediocre white actor named Robert. <laughs> I'm kidding. I feel bad for saying that. I don't. <laughs> uh. And little known winner for for the Emmys, Quibi. Quibi is <laughs> doing so well in the Emmys. <laughs> this is not a joke. Quibi has been nominated for uh, okay, let's say one, two, three, three different categories, and let's say seventy percent of the nominees are them. <laughs> so, uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Stephen James, Christoph Waltz, and Corey Hawkins all are nominated for actor in a short-form comedy or drama series. Uh, Anna Kendrick, Caitlin Olsen, Jasmine Cephas Jones, and Carrie Kenny Silver are all nominated for their shows for comedy for actress in a short-form comedy or drama series. And Reno 911 and Most Dangerous Game are nominated for a short-form comedy or drama series. Uh, when there's when no one's in that fight. It's easy to take the lead, but this is very good for Quibi because, I mean, it's Quibi. It's there's uh, there's nothing. I mean, it's just so it's so funny. It's so funny that Quibi is probably the least watched streaming service right now, or major streaming service, the least watched major streaming service. But here it comes with uh, the the most nominations out of. <laughs> most of them uh with the exception of netflix because netflix is the winning the the streaming battle the the streaming nomination battle and probably the streaming battle i'm very happy that the simpsons has been nominated for best voiceover performances uh hank azaria nancy cartwright and then also for best animated program and also i think for let me see i think there's another simpsons nope i am wrong nope wait hold on hold on no i'm wrong let me type in The Simpsons on The Simpsons. Bah, 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 bah. Yeah, so they're only nominated three times over. But you know what? Three times is better than one time. Bob's Burgers nominated. Uh, Watchmen, Watchmen really came out this. I thought, wasn't, uh, I think uh, HBO or Warner was looking to do another season of Watchmen, but that would just kind of kill this nomination <clears throat> process. But the same thing happened, you know, with Big Little Lies. It was nominated for... Um, Mini series, limited series, and then 
and now it's in its uh, second season and it's being nominated. Mer- Meryl Streep. It's just a way to get Meryl Streep to the Emmys. Laura Dern. And I wonder how the Emmys are going to be. I wonder how if they're going to be, if they're going to invite people. I wonder if they're going to have socially distant uh, Chinese theater. Is it is it a Chinese theater? I wonder if they're going to have a socially distant uh, ceremony. I think it would be nice to have to bring people out socially distant in the ceremony. I wonder tomorrow or today when this drops, Beyonce's Black is King is coming out on Disney Plus. I wonder if they're going to put that up for a TV movie. That'd be very interesting. Or if the if the Oscars uh, change their change the rules this year because of um, we're not able to watch a lot of shows, I wonder if they're going to put it up for an Oscar. I think that'd be very interesting. I think I would love to see that happen. Uh, and again, I'm not a huge Disney person, and I didn't I didn't even see that new Lion King. I had no plans on seeing it. Maybe at some point we'll see. Crazy how how I'll pay seven dollars a month just to watch The Simpsons, but. The, the idea of watching another Disney movie. <laughs> How dare you? Full Frontal with Samantha Bees nominated. Jimmy Kimmel Live. John Oliver, Stephen Colbert, and Trevor Noah nominated. So that's very good. It's sad to see uh, Conan and Seth Meyers were not considered. Um, but, you know. Uh, a lot of Ozark stuff. The Crown. Hollywood. And, uh, yeah, Westworld. Very good. Very glad to see that happen. Uh, funny thing, I have not seen the last episode of the last season of uh, Westworld yet. I have not seen the last episode. I fell off for some reason, and then I just didn't catch up. And now I have to go back and watch the entire season over again, because <laughs> I don't know what happened. So there we go. Oh, Eddie Murphy is nominated for SNL uh, guest hosting. Oh, John Mulaney as well, looks like. Yeah, John Mulaney and Eddie Murphy. I guess they can do that. It's going to be a very interesting Emmys this year. In my head, I said Oscars. <laughs> Listen, we're done here. If you like what you heard here, head to the website, cpluscomedy.com, where I swear to God, there will be an interview with Kyle Kinane. I just have, we were so busy at work, and I just haven't put it up yet. So I, I swear it'll be in some form of an interview with Kyle Kinane coming up in the next couple of days. Uh, if you want to see a video version of this podcast, head to youtube.com slash C plus comedy. And thank God the air is on because I'm sweating my tits off. <laughs> this is a clean show. And my tits were my birds. My birds are somewhere here. <laughs> if you want to see a video version of the show, youtube.com slash C plus comedy. Where you can see me in all my glory. You can also on youtube.com slash C plus comedy watch News Time, which is the premiere show. It's a news show, a late night news show, I guess. I don't know. It's a news show that uh, is good. I just thought about another writing thing I have to do. It's a, it's a news show that is like The Daily Show, except way less funny. I take one story, I delve right into it. This week's episode is about improv and um, what UCB, Chicago, IO, and Second City are all doing during this quarantine. And it's not good. They're all changing, but it's not good right now. Uh, and, uh, very, this is a very special episode because I did not write a script. It is all improvised. I just wrote down notes and I read from the notes. (laughs) That's essentially what happened. So that's it. Okay. Oh, Twitter, Instagram, at Seabless Comedy. Twitter, Instagram, at Chad Black White. Like us on Facebook. Rate, review, subscribe to this podcast. Wherever you get your podcasts, we're going out. Goodbye.